Welcome to Brews and Boxing. I am your host, Raider Live. Good to be with you with another week of boxing news. Uh, a lot of segments this week. We got Brews and News, Brews and Reviews, and a brand new segment called Brews and Tributes. We'll get to all that in a minute. But first, I want to get to our panel of experts. Our first one just celebrated a birthday. He is now officially an extremely old man. He is the one with the filthy undergarments. He is filthy rich. Filthy rich. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Uh, LeBron James just became a minority owner of the Boston Red Sox. Go Yankees. Just because it's your birthday, I won't mute you for that. Oh, All, right. All right. And our second, uh, our second expert that looks very disgusted up there. But uh, nothing we can do about it. He's also going to get muted a few times this week because he can't do uh, win any game shows on this show. He is the one, the only Judge Jimmy James. Judge, how are you? It's oh, fair. Bring up some, bring up some stingy points, man. Old stuff. But yeah, I don't know. March Madness is happening. I like March Madness. Let's do this bracket thing. I'm we do have it. a bruise and boxing bracket between the three of us, so we haven't decided on what the bet is on that. Might be mutes. Might be Takate. Haven't decided yet. Uh, Filthy Rich, I did want to give you this little thing before we start. There's your first birthday present from me. Throw it on old Judge Jimmy James on mute there. Uh, that's a free mute there for your birthday. <laughs> there, there for that one. <laughs> What'd you say, James? I, I can't hear you. What? Who? Huh? huh? <laughs> Had to get that one out of the way. All right, you guys ready for bruising news? Uh, and, and just a second. James, if you think uh, Spence beats Crawford, say nothing. All right, man. Oh, nice wow. to know where you he's, stand. He's nice to know where you stand. He's changed. All right. Well. Just wanted to clarify that. I'm ready for some bruising news. <laughs> are you ready for bruising news? Judge, are you ready for bruising news? Can't, if, can't hear you. If, if you are, say nothing. <laughs> well, okay, all right. He, all right. <laughs> Apparently, he's ready to go. <laughs> all right. Bruising news, where we talk about latest brews in or news in boxing. But the first thing we do is we crack a brew because that's the name of the show. So, gentlemen. Uh, I have my Broken Clock Brewery, which I'm now a part owner of from my birthday. So if you're ever in Minneapolis, go over to Broken Clock. Cheers. All right. uh, Bruising News is going to be a little different this week. We're actually going to talk about three purported fights that are possibly coming up here. And they're all very interesting fights that uh, I want to get your guys' opinion on. We're going to start with uh, Wilder versus uh, White, which apparently is going to be Wilder's new opponent since he's not going to be fighting Fury or Joshua. He's going to fight Dillian White. Filthy Rich, what do you think about that heavyweight matchup between Wilder and White? I think if this fight can be made, uh, it, it's uh, it's an even fight. I do like this a lot. I don't know how to basically improve this. I think Andy Ruiz was actually in line to fight Wilder. I think Wilder, I mean, he's already beaten uh, Luis Ortiz twice. Why not go after Luis Ortiz? So I think those two other opponents are just as viable as Dillian White. And on Dillian White's side, I think he matches up well with, uh, like, I think we're he was supposed to have a rematch with uh, the old Russian, the 40-year-old Vetkin, Russian. Yeah, it's, not, it's coming up. Vetkin. It's at the end of the month. Yeah, right? so, I, I mean, I think that fight, uh, might be a little better than Wilder. I think Usyk needs to make his name on this division. And someone like maybe like an Oscar Rivas would go really well with White. But putting White and Wilder together in the ring makes a lot of sense to me. I, I like this matchup a lot. Well, he's got to get by Pavetkin first. If he loses to Pavetkin, I think this fight should be off. Pavetkin should probably get White. But 
Uh, but I'm, even then, uh, coming off loss, these are two guys coming off now. It would be two losses. Yeah. Who wants to like keep their name relevant in that in the heavyweight division? Uh, I think two guys coming off of you know if White loses the rematch, two guys coming off two losses to like the not same opponent, but Wilder lost twice to twice to Tyson Fury. So well, yeah, the first put these guys draw. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. Um, but yeah, put these two guys together, regardless of the outcomes with White. And if Wilder ends up fighting someone else, I think these two on paper uh, make for a, a very good fight. What do you think, Judge? Do you think uh, that's a good heavyweight battle? Yeah, what do you think, Judge? Ah, uh, <laughs> He's uh, got his hand on the button. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus, this is like the easy button at Staples, man. <laughs> Whack-a-mole or something. Um, yeah, I mean... I think Wilder just needs to get back in the ring, period. I think there's a lot of people that he can fight. White being one of them. Ruiz is another. Fight Ortiz for a third time. Like, fight Mute him, Raider. He, mute him, Raider. He basically just agrees with me. So uh, <laughs> if you want to keep carrying on, that is one of my two mutes I am using today for those who missed last week. I got two mutes on James for winning. Uh, the who am I game. So uh, James agrees with me. He's a smart guy. He's been watching brews and boxing and he's been taking notes from yours truly. Yeah. Uh, if I have to judge it, I'd say you won that uh, category right there. I think Wilder White is definitely the way to go. And I feel like he just agreed with everything you said, right, James? Okay. Don't say, <laughs> don't say anything if you disagree <laughs> or if you agree, my bad. Uh, I'll drink to you, James. All right. Well, now we have to unmute him here because uh, we're moving on to the next fight, which, uh, we have to have James talk about, so maybe you should hold off on your mute on this one until he yeah. starts uh, really throwing his man crush. Or, uh, Jay, or, or James, if you have anything to add, you can add. Do you have anything to add to that, Wilder White, or are you good with that? All right, good talk. <laughs> he is unmuted, just so you know. All right, uh, the next fight is uh, Sean Porter versus Terrence Crawford. Everyone obviously doesn't want Crawford to, he wants him, everyone wants Crawford to fight Spence, but Porter's a nice little B fighter to fight. He's not a B fighter, but B compared to a B fight compared to the Spence fight. Porter is a strong, strong man and a very dangerous fight for Crawford. Uh, obviously, Crawford wanted Pacquiao too. Doesn't look sound like that's going to happen for the money. Uh, what do you think, James, about Porter versus Crawford? How scared are you for that fight? For it being Crawford fan group fanboy? Uh, I'm not scared about it. I mean, it's. I think look, if he can't fight Spence and everybody's sitting there saying he ain't got no resume. And nobody else wants to fight him. If Porter wants to fight him, we all have to, we've talked about Porter. We've talked about how tenacious this guy is. I mean, yes, this is going to be a fight that I would watch for sure. 100%. Like, there's no, no reason to shy away just because it's not Spence. Uh, if this is what everybody says that they're, they're springboard. If they say Kelbrook was too old, uh, that that didn't count or anything like that, then why not be Porter? I mean, there's nobody else in that division besides, I mean, what Pac-Man and Spence. Otherwise you're getting into Ugas territory. Who's still good. Or you're, it's a, or it's a Danny Garcia uh, or, you know, Thurman again. So it's like at, at this point, uh, or not Thurman again, my apologies, but, uh, or it's a Thurman. Yeah, uh, but I mean, at Crawford Porter, if you can't get Crawford Spence, which I just don't ever see this happening in the next, uh, Four years. I think it just it's just back and forth with these two. Um, I think Porter and Crawford would be a, a really good fight. I I would definitely be looking forward to that. Guilty Rich, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of kind of agree with you, James. Uh 
I think uh, who can Crawford fight? We don't even know. It's so tough to make a uh, a fight on the PBC with these PBC guys. Uh, I look at someone like Mikey Garcia, who has like this beef with Bob Arum and top rank and that whole lawsuit they went through years ago. Uh, I think Ugas, like James mentioned, is another uh, good opponent, but fights on the PBC. So if you have to get a PBC fighter. Porter has fought everybody else on the PBC. He's fought Danny Garcia. He fought uh, Errol Spence. He fought... Danny, did I already ever mention Danny or Mikey? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, your James glasses are. Garcia. Your 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 glasses are just so cool. They're distracting <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, if this is the best Crawford can get, I'm happy with it. I'm not desperate to see a Crawford Spence fight. I don't think that fight happens. I don't think a fight uh, fight happens at this weight class. I think it happens at 154. Uh, but. I don't know what happened to Crawford leaving top rank when Aram said what he said. Is that, have they settled their beef with that? I don't know, but Crawford really wanted that Spence fight. He needs to go over to the PBC. That's the only way this thing seems like it's going to happen or Triller is going to have to get involved and make it happen. I heard it was mainly uh, Crawford just doesn't want it. Like the promoters all want it. And they, it's Crawford's that's not agreeing to it is what I heard. No. No, they're, they're, promoters are a big, a big thing in this hardcore, man. But they are going back. Whatever you're seeing in mainstream media, they're both going back like, I want 80-20 split. I want 70-30 split because they're not they're not willing to budge on those numbers. So that's why it's never going to get done. But I mean, I, I, I haven't heard any more news on that, Rich, uh, about him in top rank. I have to assume they're getting close. That they, Maybe, I guess, not close, but they're going to split at some point. I just don't see it happening. I don't see him hanging around with old Bob Aram. Bob Aram needs to go away. Just needs to retire and pass the torch to somebody else, man. He's making a lot of people upset, but I don't think he's gonna go away. He's like the weekend at Bernie's guy. We're just gonna you know, he I, I remember <laughs> in an interview he was saying he was ready to retire, and then Crawford at Loma, and there was another fighter who all fell in his lap that weekend. And how do you retire with these guys uh signing with top rank? But well, it's because well, he says Crawford's cost him a money, you know, so much money, you could build a house with all the money that he's cost. <laughs> a million dollar house, millions, <laughs> millions of dollars of houses. Talking about a filthy rich style mansion. That's what we're talking about. Right there. <laughs> Full of guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, guinea pigs and eggnog, right? Yeah, it looked like tribbles in there. God, the I will drink to that, man. You guys <laughs> dream bigger than me. <laughs> all right, the all third the- fight I want to talk about, and then uh, we're going to do a quick review of it, too. Uh, the third one talking about is Thurman versus Pacquiao, which is seems like Pacquiao's name is in it with every fighter nowadays in that division. You know, you hear him with the Garcias, you hear him with Crawford, you hear him with Spence, you hear him with now Thurman, apparently. Uh, as uh, we also called Cement Hands, I'll let you guys get an ex- the explanation of why uh, Pacquiao is being called Cement Hands. But uh, Rich, we're going to start with you about Thurman versus Pacquiao. Is this even worth watching? Well, I don't think this is a fight that's going to happen, but... Uh... It's been reported a couple days ago. I mean, r- really, we should throw it to James because he has all the details. But sorry, right, like- we'll start with James. Then go ahead. James. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'll throw. Yeah, it this, this came out. Uh, well, I think I first saw it on like Boxing News twenty four, um, where Thurman was complaining that Pacquiao's hands felt like cement when he was getting hit, 
uh, and that he was very upset that there wasn't any testing done in terms of uh, illegal substances. So he is pulling out that card two years later that he (laughs) just didn't get his fair shake because he wasn't because Pacquiao wasn't drug tested. Um, I mean, say that for what it is. Um, I don't, yeah, man, it was two years later. I just don't believe that. I mean, Thurman's fought once in the past, like what, three years. Like he didn't fight in 2018. Then he fought Pacquiao and he hasn't fought since like, dude, you run your mouth a lot. I mean, a lot, just get back in the ring. Like, I don't know why you're hanging up on this, on this one fight two years ago, just to make your name relevant again. Like, there's plenty of people in your division to go fight. Just make a fight. Fight Crawford. Why not? To keep talking crap. <laughs> I mean, fig- figure something out, man. But you haven't fought. I don't know why. It's it's just silly to me that he brings something up like this two years later. Um, for I mean, essentially nothing. Just just to throw shade, pretty much. So I, I don't know. That, that's about all I got on that. I just think it's uh, I think it's silly. If he wants a rematch, and just try to get a rematch. Thurman fights less than Gary Russell Jr. That's that's uh, that's that's bad. That's that's tough. That's, <laughs> that's tough, tough to beat. Do. You almost have to try to do that. Well, what are your thoughts, Filthy Rich, about uh, Thurman and Pacquiao after we passed it to the judge? Yeah, this this was just too little, too late on Thurman's end. Uh, trying to keep his name relevant. I don't know what the, what the point of this was, uh, unless he's he. I mean, I know he's looking for a fight. Errol Spence has already said he like Thurman's old news. He doesn't even want to fight Thurman anymore. I don't know who Thurman can get in the ring with. So now let's start throwing accusations out there and maybe Pacquiao will get back in the ring. And this time he'll wear some brass knuckles or something. I, I, I don't know what the point of this is. He's looking, he must be looking for a big money fight and Pacquiao is probably the big money fight out of all the guys he can probably get into the ring. Uh, I think Ugas is not a big money fight, but I'm sure Ugas could, go one-on-one with Thurman. I don't think Thurman wins. I think he thinks he can beat Pacquiao. Give me one more chance. Uh, But how do I drum up some interest in this fight? Well, let's call out Pacquiao for cheating, and maybe that'll get him back in the ring. But I don't see this happening. I I think Pacquiao fights Conor McGregor before he fights Keith Thurman again. It doesn't really make too much sense to me. It just seems like he's trying to get paid. That's what it is. Maybe he gets some interviews out of it, too. If he doesn't get a fight, who knows? All right, let's review those three fights here and just give you quick picks on uh, who would win Wilder versus White. Filthy Rich, you first. Wilder. Judge? Probably say Wilder. I'm Wilder, too. Or it's a clean sweep there. Porter versus Crawford. Rich? Ugh. Crawford. We don't need to ask Judge. We already know what he would say. And then uh, I guess that's a sweep. That's Crawford for all three of us. And then Thurman Pacquiao, if they ever got in the ring again. I, I'm going to go Pacquiao. Judge, we'll start with you since he didn't get the answer last time since we already knew your answer. No, I'd say Pac-Man, man. Pac-Man. That is the one he got right last week. Filthy Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'll go uh, Pacquiao. Well, they we're all in agreement on every one of them fights. So uh, apparently those fights don't need to happen because uh, we have them all. Well, remember, we were all in agreement on Burchelt versus Valdez, so... Don't remind me about that one. Oh, that one hurt. <laughs> that one hurt. Keep, keep bringing those up. 
Yeah, salt in the wound, Rich. Salt in uh, the wound. You want some salt in the wound? Want some salt in the wound? Go ahead and mute him one more time, Raider. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. Thank you. I'll drink to you, Raider. Thank you. Hey, oh. happy birthday, brother. <laughs> Thanks, James. My birthday, brother. All right, Filthy Rich, are you ready for bruising reviews? <laughs> I'm ready with James. Too. All right. All right. Speaking of getting angry, bruising reviews. Uh, the second fight we're talking about was one I will probably go off about. But uh, let's start with the first one: Benavidez versus Ellis. Uh, Rich, you uh, watched that one mainly. What did you think of that fight? Benavidez was very impressive with his uh, ninth round knockout, I believe. Of Ellis was a ninth round, I believe. <clears throat> Uh, it was 11th. Okay. It was the 11th round. I, I knew it was, was late. <laughs> yeah, it could have probably been stopped around eight, maybe even as early as six. Uh, but Ellis had a lot of fight, a lot of heart. I think I think the the, the television analysts uh, had Ellis probably winning the first round with uh, David Benavides sweeping uh, the rest of the fight. But even Ellis winning that first round, it was close. I, I probably had Benavides winning. Um, I do want to mention, uh, I can't say his name, but it, it looks like it's spelled like Isaac. They call him like Asak Cruz or something. Uh, fought Romero, uh, Matias Romero on the undercard. Uh, this Isaac Cruz kid looks really, I call him kicks. He's like five foot four. I can't remember the division, the lightweight. This guy looks. He looks like a little Tank Davis. Look out for this dude. He moved forward the entire fight, and he looks like he can be a threat uh, in in the in the next few years. We'll probably see him on like a a, a bigger stage at some point. Terrell Gachet, uh beat Jamonte Clark first round knockout. Uh, I like Jamonte Clark a lot. He's a guy who got knocked out of the ring a few years ago. Just got up, dusted himself off walked back in and with those things they're like a 20 count when you get knocked out of the ring got back in the ring and fight Terrell Gauthier beat him in the first round but Jamonte Clark uh I I always enjoy watching his fights just want to touch on them quickly with Benavidez and Ellis this was this was all Benavidez pretty much the entire fight but Ellis he's a that's a tough dude even Benavidez said he thought he would have knocked him out earlier and he was kind of surprised uh, that Ellis lasted as long as he did. And that I'll leave it right there for now. I know there's some after after the fight, Benavidez said a lot of things about a lot of other fighters and where his career is going. But uh, I'll turn it over to you guys. Well, speaking of that, uh, Judge, where do you think Benavidez goes from here? Has he got a fight with uh, Errol Spence in his future or, or a different <laughs> fighter? What do you think? <laughs> Errol Spence, huh? <laughs> Errol Spence? Wow. Man, I don't know. That's a jump from 168 to 147. I mean, I don't know if Spence is going to get that fat, but um, that's interesting. I guess we'll talk about that at a later time, maybe. Um, in terms of Benavidez, I, I mean, there's a lot of people at 168 that he can still fight. Um, obviously, Ellis proved himself to be a much tougher opponent that a lot of people gave him credit for. And a lot of people are giving Ellis a lot more credit because of that. But I mean, it's tough to say he's probably going to fight. If I, so Alvarez is going to fight BJS, right? Uh, After that, the only person that Alvarez hasn't fought at 168 is what plant. So 
Alvarez and Plant are probably going. Well, besides Benavides, Alvarez and Plant are probably going to fight at some point if Alvarez wants to do, I don't know, something. Right? Uh, I mean, Benavides is probably going to have to fight. I mean, the likes of a Callum Smith, uh, BJS. Uh, I mean, Durrell. Um, something. I meant like to that. say Jamal Charlo is what I was talking. about. <laughs> About Errol Spence, he meant Jamal yeah, Charlo. I meant Charlo instead of Spence. I had Spence on the mind because we were talking about Crawford earlier. <laughs> I meant Charlo. All right. Uh-huh. Jamal <laughs> versus Benavidez. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Never mind. Fine. You know who he should fight? He should fight Amir Khan. Yeah. In your face, James. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing, like <laughs> nothing like stopping a freight train just without warning. <laughs> Well, Amir Khan is a freight train. We know that, but I, I met Jamal Charlo. At, uh, in, is, is Jamal Charlo in the future? But David Benavidez is what I meant. To say. Sorry. Look, let me jump in quickly because uh, Benavidez mentioned names like Jamal Charlo. He mentioned uh, Caleb Plant, and finally Canelo Alvarez. I will say it is easy to make those two fights, those two first opponents happen because they're all with the PBC. So uh, I'll. I'll if, if it was up to me, I think uh, Benavides and Caleb Plant makes the most sense. Charlo moving up to 168, not right now. Go back on it, James. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, I agree. That's uh, I don't I don't have much to add on that. I don't think uh, Charlo's going to move up. Calling out a lot of names, but I think Benavides is going to have to fight Plant, and then the winner of that will probably fight Alvarez. I'm assuming. So, probably at the or, end of the year after Alvarez fights his 15 fights before then. <laughs> Alvarez will fight every month. He yeah, doesn't care. So, well, hopefully, beats BJS. But, uh. All right, let's get to the next uh, one because uh, since my blood pressure is already high from that uh, messing up uh, between Charlo and, uh, <laughs> anyways, and Errol Spence. Um, this one got my blood boiling, and it also put me and James on a one and a half hour drunken FaceTime argar discussion, which never happens late at night. I'll tell you that. Estrada versus Chocolatito 2. It was on your fancy fight card, James, and uh, it did not disappoint. You definitely would have won some money with that uh, fight card of yours. That was candidate for fight of the year, the exception of the judging. Uh, as a judge, what did you think of that fight? I, it, was just, it was just how I was hoping. Um, I was really hoping that it was going to be a brawl, um, not an all-out brawl. It was still... Both guys were still coming out just like they did in Chocolatito Estrada one. Um, it was, I was really excited. It was, it, it was a not, it was a good fight the whole way through. Uh, I mean, if you, if you liked boxing and you liked the sport and technicalities, this was a good one to watch. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's just, uh, you know, again, at the end, you had one of those things that uh, a judge comes out and just has it just super super far off uh just like it was in uh the alvarez triple g hold an idol a bird on it um and i just uh you know didn't understand that and still (laughs) still don't understand that um as far as that goes um it just didn't i mean to me it seemed like uh chocolatito had it won uh at least by a round 115 113 if not uh 116 112 um but i'd i'd would have pushed more for a Chocolatito winner or a draw. 
uh, for anything. Um, not an Estrada win, but it is what it is. This is boxing. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, cause now Sarong is probably going to step in and not allow the, uh, third fight to happen because I don't know. He's fighting in Thailand and he wants a piece of something because I don't know what, <laughs> I don't your guys that, that guy's super weird but your guy? <laughs> um, yeah if you want to also see another one uh jessica mccaskill and breckhouse on the undercard was also a really good fight uh mccaskill did win again uh which i was not expecting and uh <laughs> i think breckhouse might be uh might be done um mccaskill is now calling out clitoris shields as well and clitoris shields is saying that she will come down to 147 and uh rain fire so I called that the passing the torch fight. That's well, she, I, I, I don't know. I mean, she 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 uh, proved that she won that fight hands down, and there was no doubt about it in that fight. Uh, I just think she looked a lot pop, a lot more powerful. Um, one hundred percent. I'd be curious to see. I don't remember where Michaela Mayer fights, but she's another one like the throw into the mix of this too. But yeah, I don't know the the Estrada Chocolatito. That was shame. Well, getting back to the Estrada Chocolatito fight, Chocolatito just keeps coming at you. He just stands there and watching these guys go toe-to-toe for that long, just standing there almost like a Rocky movie, just punching nonstop in the center of the ring. And then when Chocolatito would get him up against the ropes, he would hurt Estrada. He hurt Estrada a few times early on. He buckled his legs a little bit. I just I just do not see. I had it 116-113 for Chocolatito. That's what I had it at. But I do not see how they messed that up. And once they announced that first scorecard, I was like, there's no way Chocolatito won this fight. Or, you know, I knew they were going to hose them at that point, and I was not happy about it. But, uh, Filthy Rich, what's next for uh, Estrada Chocolatito? Are they going to have a rematch, or do you think Sarungasai sticks his nose in there and uh, makes him fight Estrada, makes Estrada fight him? Or what do you think? So, first thing I want to say this, they, with the judging, there needs to be uh, there needs to be something done about these judges. Now, I'm, I'm not sure who's in charge of suspension. You can you can the WBC or somebody can suspend him. That doesn't mean the IBF can't bring him back in. Nevada, uh, Las Vegas or Nevada or California can suspend him. That doesn't mean he can't judge in New York or Texas. There needs to be something done about this poor judging. There needs to be a real suspension. If it were up to me and I can make some call, I would say minimum one year, no more judging. After that, a five-year probation with no main event. You want to screw up an undercard? Go screw up some, Go screw up an undercard. But you cannot have these guys judging main events when it's this lopsided. Even uh, Chris Mannix at the end of the fight said that that was a lopsided uh, uh, scorecard where 113-115 probably made the most sense across the board with probably Chocolatito either winning or a draw. Want to get that out of the way. I also as want to far point as- on this, at too. He did get suspended, but even when Adelaide Burr got suspended for the uh, Canelo Triple G fight, she was back doing fights one month later. So, I mean, that's nothing. That's ridiculous. One month? Like, you have a month off between fights anyway, usually. So that it's like a nothing suspension. It's it's ridiculous. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's Sorry. one thing to suspend them, but make sure they're not involved in a main event anymore. Again, you want to screw up a an undercard or something, which is not okay. Don't do that either. But uh, at least they can re like it's a it's a probationary thing. Where if hey, you're a bad you referee some- during the NFL season, you don't get to do the Super Bowl. 
you have to just keep doing the little the main the little regular season games, the lower fights until you're good enough to do the main event or the Super Bowl, you know? So it should be. It's terrible. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, put them on a probationary basis where they do under cards for a while and if they can prove that they know what they're doing again, then go ahead and maybe put them in a main event after five years, though. Three years minimum, five years, give them another shot. But that's not saying that they should ever be in a main event as a judge ever again. Now, what's next? The easy answer for Estrada is uh, Sorong Vasai. He's supposed to be the mandatory for the winner of that fight. So make it Sorong Vasai. And, and Personally, I'd rather see Sarong Vasai Estrada than Sarong Vasai Chocolatito. I think uh, Sarong Vasai already owns Chocolatito. There's no, I, I don't want to see a third fight. It'd be like Tyson Fury versus Wilder again. Let's just call it what it is. Um, for Chocolatito, what's next for him? Give him someone like uh, one of the Maloney twins, the better of the, is it Andrew? Is he the better one? Give him Andrew Maloney or. Throw in like a Carlos Quadras. He knows Quadras pretty well. He can beat up Carlos Quadras. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Estrada go Estrada Sarangvisai is the easy answer. Chocolatito, give him someone like Maloney, which is a hard fight to make with top rank and DAZN. Maybe Triller steps in on that one. Uh, or Chocolatito Quadras. I think that's an easy fight to make. I think they're both with DAZN. You did bring up Triller there. Chocolatito would be awesome on Triller. He'd fit right in there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Watching Snoop Dogg call one of Chocolatito's fights, where he, he's just nothing but actions basically with Chocolatito as he stands there and goes, "I yeah, I want to see the rematch." I, I, I think Chocolatito owns. You said uh, Strong Vasai owns Chocolatito. Well, Chocolatito owns Estrada in my in my uh, opinion. He beat him this time. He beat him the last time. So I mean, uh, he should get he should get another chance to win all the belts because I think Chocolatito won that fight and he should get a chance to win the belts. Judge, uh, I'm sure you probably agree with me, but I'll give you a chance to uh, agree with Rich instead. Huh. I, is there still mutes? No, I'm out of mutes. You, did, you didn't oh, win. All right. yeah. <laughs> no, you're, he's out of mutes. Too. Just making sure, man. You know, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm, I would say I would see Chocolatito surround the side. You might be right. You might be right. That might be Chocolatito's kryptonite, right? Hundred percent. But uh, I is think that why you hate Sarang Vasai so much? No, it's just that's Sarang Vasai. What do you What do you want? What do you want from me? All right. Um, I, I want a rubber match. I want a rubber match against Gonzalez uh, Chocolatito. I mean uh, Estrada Chocolatito. Um, I want to see it again. Um, why not bring it back one more time? Because Chocolatito, these guys are old. They're not even old, but they're old for their division. You know, but. That's what I'd rather see. I don't really Sarong Vasai doesn't excite me anymore, um, and I don't see any other big names that are really going to, you know, draw in anything at uh, at one fifteen like Estrada Chocolatito. So, well, it's those three. Those three are the are the whole king, the three kings of the one fifteen division. I mean, there, there's really not much else that draws money besides those. Name Sarong Vasai's last two fights. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Well, he just beat a guy on Friday. What was it last Friday? He beat up some dude on Friday. I think that yeah. was a four-round fight or something. Yeah, that was his delivery driver. He yeah. beat up a delivery driver because he didn't bring the soy sauce <laughs> with his food. Very upsetting. No, he did bring the soy sauce. He didn't bring them little corns that he likes. Little corn let, let me tell you, the one thing, I don't know if we're agreeing on this, but I have thought maybe someone needs to move up a division where the monster Inouye is, but... 
I think these guys are right where they need to be. I would not move divisions with these guys, all three of them, or whoever else we've added, but stay at, what is it, 115? Stay yeah. there. I think this is a good division for these guys. Well, I don't think any one of those guys can beat you anyway. I, I just don't. Think I don't think so either. Uh, Gonzalez is already four division champ, man. Like he's yeah, he's he's getting tough. up. He's not like Pacquiao. I mean, he's really good in my opinion, but he's not. Pacquiao's a one one in a million, man. I don't know. Yeah, but he I has agree. cement hands. Yeah, I know. He has cement in his gloves, you know, They're hard plasters. <laughs> I mean, that's tough. I mean, I don't know how does he eat. How does he do anything? Go to the bathroom, open door for people. I don't know. Take well, that's why the they, microphone. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But, uh, how does he do his karaoke? <laughs> Do you think Chocolatito would give anyway a, a fight there, James, or not? I mean, it'd be a fight, but I, I just don't. I don't see him standing toe to toe with anyway like that, like you can do with a strong. I, I I don't know, man. I just don't. I, I think I agree with Rich. I think this is as far as Chocolatito goes. He's one fifteen is his top. I, going to one eighteen or higher, I don't think that's for him. One thing I did want to touch on, James, I forgot that to bring it up, but that. Uh, also on that undercard of the Estrada Chocolatito was that 411 boxer. Uh, what was his name? Vega. Oh Vega. yeah. Oh man, what a what a heart filled fight that guy was. He was. Uh, it was. I had him winning until uh, winning the belt until he broke his hand on the top of uh, a Japanese guy's head. I can't think of his name. Um, I I don't remember the name either. But I don't, I don't know what you're talking name, about. That yeah, was a good fight. A 411 was... boxer. <laughs> I'd never seen that before, and he was. He was fast and he was strong, and uh, it, I felt really bad for him when he broke his hand. He and that ref was a little slow on stopping that fight. He could have got his career ended with the, when he was backed up against the ropes with his hand broken. But uh, he dodged it. I know, but if he didn't, that would have taken his head off into the third row. But uh, Vega, yeah, that, hey, uh, I feel bad for him. I, I think he should get a rematch because uh, when his hand heals, that was, that was a great fight. That that whole card, I thought, was a really good. Card top to bottom. Watch that one on Saturday. Top to bottom. It was a lot of good fights on that card, except for the main event the decision that was ruined the night for me. Thanks, judges. Anyway, all right, you guys ready to move on to brews and tributes? New segment. Yes. 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 All right. Let me hit the bell. All right, brews and tributes is something that we decided we're going to do every third week of the month, and we're going to tribute a retired or former boxer um, and just kind of highlight spotlight their career, talk about things we love about them. And of course this week we, we have to talk about Marvin Hagler, the passing of the sad passing of Marvin Hagler, uh, one of the best boxers of all time. Uh, I'd love to hear some stories about you guys, about uh, your thoughts on Marvin Hagler, some of your favorite fights and some of your favorite moments. Uh, Filthy Rich, let's start with you. You're more of the historian of our group here, but uh, uh-oh. <laughs> You're in trouble. What You're are some of your things about Marvin Hagler? Well, first of all, his name's Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Why do I bring that up? Do you know what you know where this is going? So apparently, uh there was an ABC, I believe it was an ABC ring announcer refused to call the man Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So he legally got his name changed <laughs> from Marvin Nathaniel Hagler to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And this forced everyone at that point to call him or address him and enter the ring as Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So, I mean, that that's one of the coolest stories uh, that I will be able to provide today. 
just to go over uh, like quickly over his career, he was 62 and three with two draws. Those three losses all came by decision and he probably could have won. I think they were all uh split decision or majority decision, but, or, or uh, uh, draws or losses, but he could have won all three of his losses. He could have been undefeated. Really? Uh, 52, uh, knockouts. He beat six, uh, former champions and, but only two hall of famers. And that would be, uh, he didn't beat Ray Leonard. He beat the other two Kings, uh, Hearns and, uh, Duran. Duran. Yep. Uh, his last victory was against uh, John Mugabe, the beast John Mugabe. This guy was 25 and 0 with 25 knockouts. Talk some trash, and Hagler beat him in the 11th round. He could not, he just knocked him down, couldn't get up. It was, and when you see uh, Hagler go to the neutral corner, you could see breath come from his mouth. It was a it was an outdoor fight, and everybody was in jackets and hats. It was cold outside, and you can see his breath come out—a deep breath. Um, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was at that fight, actually. Actually, when they panned over to Sugar Ray Leonard, I don't know. Tom Selleck was there, so they focused on Tom <laughs> Selleck. That that is uh, he's Magnum uh, PI man. <laughs> he was he was at the fight. He was there, and when when, when the uh, the cameraman or whoever was told, hey, you know, hey, go go focus on Ray Leonard. Man, they looked at Tom <laughs> Selleck, but, but, but Tom Selleck's here. Uh, and I just wanted to like one last thing uh, to touch on some of the middleweight greats. I put like someone like obviously Ray Robinson. As, as at the top, Harry Greb and Mickey Walker right below Ray Robinson. But uh, Hagler's name belongs with the likes of LaMada and Hopkins, Monzone, Julian Jackson, uh, Ruben Carter, Gene Fulmer, Rocky Graziano, guys like that. Uh, and for contemporary boxers, he's right there with like the Roy Joneses and the, and the Triple G's. So that is my little marvelous Marvin Hagler uh, treat for you, the viewer. Marvelous Marvin Hagler to you, my friend. Judge, what are your uh, thoughts and uh, memories of marvelous Marvin Hagler? Well, obviously, if you think of if you think of marvelous Marvin Hagler, everyone's going to think of his fight against the Hitman, right? Tommy Hearns, Best like one hundred one hundred percent. Like that is was just you want to come out firing and and watch just a you know, an intense couple rounds of boxing that that was fantastic and people i mean he's going to remember be remembered for that forever because at the time i think hearns was i was he undefeated at that time uh, no I I, actually you know he was 40 uh, and the one Mo- at the time hearns the mugabe fight was right after the hitman hearns yeah. fight yeah. hearns was yeah, 40 yeah. and one at the time yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, but Hearns was a big talker at that point, you know, high, it was just, they were both similar fighters as in terms of like dominance. Um, and it was, th- that's what most people are going to remember, but I've got, um, there's two other fights that I remember, um, with, with, uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Um, but real quick, he's only been knocked down once his whole career, which is kind of weird. 
uh, only once. And it was for about, uh, I think, one and a half seconds because I'm pretty sure when he got knocked down, he got jumped, he jumped right back out. Uh, yeah. Juan rolled on. It was like, and he was it even was like, a, dude, you call that a knockdown? Yeah, it, was he was, like a hit, he, it was a hit behind the head. I, at least that's what I saw. <laughs> yeah, he was so pissed about that. He was like, come on, ref, that's some bull. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, there's two big fights that I had, and um, uh, I want to touch a little bit on both of them. Uh, the f- the the first one I'm going to talk on that kind of springboarded him uh, into his seven his seven years of uh, title defenses was his fight against Alan Minter. Um, or, and I don't think a lot of people probably don't know who that is, but it was uh, obviously a British boxer at the time was still fairly dominant um, for his little deal. Um, but he came over, he fought him in England, in Wembley. So at that time, you know, however big Wembley was, uh, was pretty crazy. But these guys both had uh, a chip on their shoulder and were going at it uh, nonstop until uh, there was an accidental headbutt uh, kind of early in the, in the game. Um, and they had to eventually stop the fight uh, because of this cut above Minter's eye and the crowd got so pissed so pissed off that there was literally they were throwing full beer cans full beer cans and you were what if you watch this this fight they're coming from everywhere they had to put it must have been 12 people around Hagler to get him out of the ring so he wouldn't get just bombarded by full beer cans it was like philadelphia fans like thanks <laughs> phillies jesus so this that was crazy so he never even got to get you know announced as here's your winner they had to rush him out of the whole stadium because it was so <laughs> it was just so chaotic which was just defeating because that was the first time he won the wba wbc and the ring uh titles at that time so um that's one of them that was pretty crazy. The other one that I wanted to touch on was also uh, his fight against uh, Roberto Duran. I think that was one of the one of his better fights, if not his controversial top three. fight. It, well, of course it is, but it was. I mean, this is still back what in '83, so they still had 15 round fights, and he was going. These guys were. This wasn't your normal Hagler fight because they they were playing off each other real like real well right and they were both waiting for they're both trying to bait each other in to hit so they're both like trying to get that counter punch so trying to to get the other one to bite Uh, they did it they did it for a long time throughout this fight and it was still a really a really good fight but duran just i think at that time it was one of those things that uh that Hagler just you know, one of the few besides like Sugar Ray at that point that went the distance. I mean, this went 15 rounds and he still won by unanimous decision, but it was, I think it was a lot closer uh, than people, than people saw because Duran at that point was still what, 77 and four or five or something like that. Four, or, yeah. um, I mean, late that in was, his career, but... he would <laughs> late in his career. He had like a hundred and something wins. He was still uh, pretty dominant at that time. Um, yeah. in, in my eyes and Hagler was, still just fantastic uh the fact that he was able to adapt back and forth uh, with styles and not just be one style all the time he was multifaceted and just ridiculous with power i mean 52 knockouts and 60 67 fights is uh is pretty crazy man but yeah those are the those are the big ones that uh that uh i think of 
when I think of Hagelin, it's just a shame that when he lost to Renner or Leonard that he uh that he never fought again. But this is to you, buddy. Yeah, I mean it was a good fight to go out on. He 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 pushed Ray Leonard pretty hard in that fight. It was amazing. And when he knocked out Hearns, uh Hearns had only lost to Sugar Ray Leonard at that point. So that was his one loss with Sugar Ray Leonard. But uh Marvelous Marvin Hagler. That's a heck of a fight to go out on against Sugar Ray Leonard. And he thought he won that fight. I know he did. He was waiting for it. They both retired after that fight. There's an argument for it. I mean, you watch that fight, there's definitely an argument that says Hagler won that fight. So, I mean, it's close. Very sad for the boxing world to hear that Marvelous Marvin Hagler died this week. Uh, Way too young. Uh, I think he was 66 years old. Um, way Way too young. I mean, it's old for a boxer, sad to say, but it's uh, too young for the earth. It's too bad that he left. Um, he's, uh, he was one of the good ones, too. I mean, he was always, from what I hear, he did a lot of good stuff. Uh, he went broke, I think, later in his life, didn't he? Wasn't he working like a security guard or something somewhere? Uh, construction. Construction, that's what it was, yeah. Probably did it for fun. Yeah, uh, after he, he retired, he moved to Italy and... Made, made a couple movies. Yeah, came yeah. back with a heavy Italian accent, and he eventually went away. But came back with an Italian accent. Right on. Well, let's uh, do a toast to marvelous Marvin Hagler from Bruising Boxing. Uh, cheers, rest in peace, brother. Drink to you. All right, that's Bruising tributes for this week. Uh, Filthy Rich, why don't you bring us on home? Well, first, like. And to everyone who wished me a happy birthday and all that good stuff. Thank you, guys. Friends and family across the, the world. Thank you. Uh, Want to say congrats to Minnesota's own Molly Holly for her in- induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. Congrats, Molly. We'll drink to you. Uh, Saturday night, check out Raekwon versus Ghostface in the versus battle live on Instagram. When you're done with that, Archer better be of the King of 175 is fighting. I forgot that Molly Holly was from Forest Lake. I forgot that. I knew that, but I forgot that. That's right. Uh, I liked her as, uh, what was it? When she was the Hurricanes uh, uh, ballet, what was it? Uh, the sidekick. What was her name? Uh, Mighty Molly. Was it Mighty Molly? The Hurricane? Oh, <laughs> All right, Judge, if they're watching us, where can they uh, listen to us? If they're listening to us, where can they watch us? You confused me. If Just they're kidding. watching us right now, if they're they watching us, <laughs> they can listen to us on any podcast site, any of the major podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, or uh, um, not YouTube. That's where you can watch us if you're <laughs> listening to us. Uh, Google, Alexa, hey, Google, play Bruise and Boxing. Um, get on a bunch of these every time. Otherwise, go to uh, YouTube backslash Bruising Boxing and watch and see us and look at uh, Filthy Rich's beautiful tie. Beautiful tie and the Mickey's mantle behind him. And uh, you can see his face as he brings a tear to his own eye talking about LeBron James. Uh, also, follow <laughs> us on all social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, Bruising Boxing, Instagram, Bruising Boxing, Twitter, Bruising Boxing. Uh, am I missing one in there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have a Snapchat yet. But uh, hey, Judge, you want to do our Snapchat? Um, no. no. Okay. Bruce and boxing. <laughs> I'm done with you, James. Oh, he got it in. He finally got it in. I didn't know if you were going to get in. I, I had to find a place to put Amir Khan in there, and now we. I, I was wondering if you were going to get the I'm done with you in there. <laughs> All right. For Judge Jimmy James and Filthy Rich, the birthday boy, I am Raider Live. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you guys 
next 